This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello, my angels, and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. Now, I want to dive straight into this week's podcast interview. However, I've got a couple of things I just want to remind you of. We are still giving away a $100 Gymshark voucher to anybody that leaves a review, subscribes to the podcast. So please make sure you continue to do that. Send me a screenshot so I know, and then I can enter you into the draw to win that. That's going to be an ongoing thing. So we're going to continuously give away Gymshark vouchers which is very exciting. I do have my eye on a new pair of leggings there. I think they're adapted in like a leopard print, I believe. I shouldn't. I have so much active wear. Anyway, I digress. The other thing I wanted to remind you of is if you do have a question for me to answer on the podcast, please head to the show notes. I have like a little form link there where you can pop in your question. I'm more than happy to answer that for you, which is really cool. And be as specific as you possibly want. You can stay anonymous if you want to. Just make a note. But if you don't, I will give you a shout out. And I love answering all of your questions. It's a great opportunity for me to be able to directly answer something specific to you. All right, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's podcast episode, I have a local friend with me here, Chrissy from Coach by Chrissy. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I'm so welcome. excited. I'm scared. Ah. Oh, look, I said to her, she's going to do great. She's a very good communicator. You can talk, Chrissy, which is a good thing. I just talk, I just talk a lot. I just need to pull <laughs> it back. I know it. <laughs> oh, look, I'm the exact same, so don't you worry. Um, all right, let's, let's get to know you a little bit more. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do, who you are? Just a quick summary. Yeah, so um, I'm a personal trainer and an online coach for females. So I started training. I've got three little ones, so... I started training in the gym about seven years ago. I was severely overweight and un, like unhappy, depressed, and I just wanted to get into the gym and really change my life, which I've done. And so now I really want to do that and help other women do that, um, especially when it comes to mindset as well, the gym, nutrition. So, yeah, that's my, that's my thing. I just want to help women like thrive. Love that. That's so good. Yeah, I can't believe you've got three kids, honestly. <laughs> What are their ages? That's a lot of kids. Three, five, and seven. Oh, wow. So and you not have many, the- yeah, so close together. And not many people know I have kids because I keep that stuff private. I keep it off social media. So, yeah, a lot of people will say to me, like, how, what? Like, you have three kids? Yeah. Like, I three looked, kids I, is I a lot. Like, 20. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. So, juggling thing is a struggle, but I, I get it done. It is. I could only imagine I've got one and I find it hard enough. So having three is crazy. And I feel you, I know we've spoken about this before around sharing images of your kids online. And I think as your kids get older, it's very different when they're, when they're babies and when they're little, because Mm -hmm. they're kind of not aware, but as they get older, they can understand that someone's sticking a camera in their face and you never want to make them feel uncomfortable or make them feel like they need to perform. Um, it's exactly. a really fine line, isn't it? Yes. And I have my beliefs about it and I don't judge other people who choose to share their kids. But I had a question, I had a question box not long ago and someone wrote me an anonymous question going, why do you not share your kids? It seems 
what they say it seems very up yourself or self-obsessed because I don't share my kids on social media (laughs) I was like babe it's their privacy um, and their safety that I do it for and the respect of my ex-partner as well so no I can be a bit self-obsessed but that's not the reason (laughs) yeah absolutely geez that's that's so harsh (laughs) my goodness wow I know lucky I don't I don't mind nothing affects me you know strangers on the internet it just doesn't phase me at all so yeah yeah that's good that's good you need that for social media yeah um all right so we're not going to talk about our children today as much as I'm sure we would like to we're going to really delve into uh, the thing that we wanted to talk about today was really around who you surround yourself with and how that can make a really big impact on yourself your the trajectory Mm -hmm. of your life and really the kind of person that you are but I want to kind of take it back and learn a little bit more about you. And I guess when you started to realize that maybe the people that you were surrounding yourself with weren't really serving you. Yeah. So I have a core group of best friends who I went to high school with. So it's been 15 years and we've been the absolute best of friends. But I tended all throughout high school and growing up into adulthood I always brought other people into the friendship group because I get along with people so easily. Like I can talk to someone and connect with them and then instantly they're my friend. And I would bring certain people into our friendship group and my friends would be like, babe, like this person, nah, like it's just, they're not for you. And I'm like, no, just give them a chance, give them a chance. And um, I've been burned so many times and it took me such a long time to actually learn that I have this thing with loyalty where I'm not going to turn my back on a friend, but I found, especially recently, that I just, it's not really about loyalty. I just have to do what's best for me. And if I'm not being the best person that I can be around certain people, I need to just separate, you know, like, because I believe that every person and friend that you have serves a purpose at the time or serves a lesson and not everyone's meant to be friends forever. Um, so, yeah, a lot of my friendships have come and gone because I've given people chances and then, you know, something's happened or I've felt disrespected or it was just super toxic on both ends. And I'm just like, now I'm like, I just will not have a bar of that anymore. And now I've got the best people around me, best opportunities, the best vibes, the best energy. Um, so I think to answer your question, it would be definitely the last six months I've ended a lot of friendships. And it's been harsh at, at some and other people, I think, look in and go, that's really rough how you've done that. But I am like, no hate, no argument, no drama, no fight. I just need to remove myself. I wish you the best. And that's how I've left it. Mm, that's like a, it's big. That's a really big decision. Female friendships is, are interesting. And I think sometimes the dynamic they can have, or you can have with a female friendship is almost more, a a friendship breakup can be almost more painful than a breakup with a boyfriend or a partner Mm. and also the influence that they have over you as well and who you become around those people. What I want to do is go back a little bit further. So I want to talk about, because I know there's going to be listeners here who know that they have people around them that probably aren't really serving them or they're not even aware of that. Um, so for you, I guess, who who were you? Like, let's go back to when you feel like you were around people that weren't really bringing you out or bringing out the best in you. And what did that look like? Like, what kind of person were you back then? Back then, I was super insecure and I was a people pleaser. And so 
things would happen to me or in situations would happen and I would just forgive, forgive, forgive because I'm like, oh, but, you know, if I cut them off, they're going to hate me, they're going to turn people against me, I'm going to look this way. I was just super insecure and I wasn't sure about myself, I think, and my self-esteem was very low. So I was holding on to all these people going, I need to be liked by everyone. Um, Now I don't care. at all and I think that's I was super I'm very authentic to who I am now my values who I am who I surround myself with I just am who I am and some people don't like it and the people that do like it love it and they're just my people so yeah back then I was just an insecure person yeah so and I just wanted to please everyone right okay and that came from Mm came from a place of, because I think people pleasing can come from a few different places. I think about, I reflect back on my own life and I definitely have, and I think this is more common. I mean, I'm speaking generally here. I think it's more common Mm -hmm. in men than it is in men. And for me, I think back and I was definitely a people pleaser in that I did worry about others' opinions, right? And, and Mm -hmm. fitting the mold. And then secondly, not wanting to let other people down and almost carrying this responsibility to make other people happy. And then also to live up to the expectations of other people, because you felt if you didn't live up to those expectations, then are you actually lovable? Are you actually enough? And when you don't have that foundation of self-confidence in who you are, you're gaining this validation from the relationships in your life and from what other people say about you or whether you fit in, then Mm -hmm. that becomes such an important part of your life. And you you almost need to people please because otherwise what have you got? You know, where is your worth lie? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I was so toxic back then. So I used to be just the most toxic person I used to gossip I used to be super judgmental and the people who I surround myself with did the same things and as I've gotten older I've realized I don't want to be that anymore so if I don't want to be that anymore and I'm really working hard to not be that person if I'm still surrounding myself with these people I'm never going to be able to get out of it because it just it brings out when you're around these people it just brings out the worst in you And so if you're trying to overcome that, not be that anymore, you just need to step away and find those people that bring out the better version of you. Yeah. So I'm just thinking right now, though, like that sounds very easy, but it's really Mm. not very easy. There's there's two things. No, there isn't. There's there's two things I want to really explore. So first of all, and maybe let's start with this first one. So... Mm. When you feel like the only people you have in your life are toxic and you know that you need to make a change and move away, it can feel very lonely. It can feel very isolating breaking away from those people because your default is always having them. You know, it's really important. We're very social creatures. Humans are social, right? We need friendships. We need relationships. 100%. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes the thought of being alone is almost worse than continuing in being in these close relationships or close Mm. proximity to these people that aren't really serving you. For you, I guess, like, there there had to have been something that made you go, okay, like, i got to make the jump here. Like, was there, can you think back to a certain scenario or, like, what helped you? Was there somebody in your life that came into your life that said, hey, like, you deserve better? Like, what was it for you? What was the catalyst? 
Yep. So first thing, I've never had a group of people that have been toxic. It's been like one. So I've always had my core friends. So I've, I've known that I'm never going to be alone. I've got my core friends who support me no matter what. It's always just been the people here and there that have come into my life. But as an example, recently, because it's been recently where I've gone, I've got no emotion to it. I've gone, I love the times that we had together, but now I'm done. But I just found recently that when I was around certain people, I would leave and I would feel sick. Like I would feel yuck inside because I have just walked away from that situation and being around them. And I've gone, oh, like a part of me just came out that I don't like. And it's never been just a moment where I've gone, that's it. It's been a number of little moments where I've felt like this. Um, and But a situation that happened recently, I've just walked away and you know, there was just a lot of negativity and gossiping and I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. And then mm. that was the moment after so many other moments that have happened over the years and I just went, no more. And that was it. But I had no feeling towards it because I think I thought it was coming because there had been moments where I'd come home and be like, oh, yuck, like I did it again. You know, a side of me got bought out. Not that it's their fault. It's me. But still, a side of me just gets bought out around certain people that I don't want to be anymore. So, yeah, it's definitely a build-up. It's mm-hmm. not just one thing that happens. I let things slide so often and I try and accept all my friends even with their flaws. But, yeah, sometimes it just gets too much. It's it's always a great gauge, I feel, like the people in your life that you want in your life, if you walk away from them feeling good about yourself, I think they're good people. If you walk away feeling bad and terrible, like even the conversations that you have, not even about yourself, but if you've been there gossiping, we have all been in that situation. I, 100%. I can, yeah, I can recount countless times where I've walked away and I've gone, oh, like actually been so disappointed in myself. Like, yes. why did I say that? I'm not that kind mm-hmm. of person. Like, why did I get involved in that? Why did I say that about that person? I mm-hmm. wish I didn't say that about that person. And I think like you do get to a point and whether it's age or just circumstances where you go, do you know what? Like to live out my true authentic self, I can't be around this. Like this is, we grow. And I think a really great point mm-hmm. that you brought up initially was around having friendships. And I think we have friendships for a season. So people come into our life for a season or for a reason. And sometimes yep. we evolve, we change, we become new people. And that person or that friendship just no longer serves us. And that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that that person's bad. But what that means no. is that you're both at different points in your life. And right now, you know, you just don't have that connection anymore because you're different people. And I actually think that's like a, a really good thing, right? Yes, 100%. Because I always say like, I don't like the term, you know, I outgrew them because it makes it seem like they're not good enough or not worthy or whatever any friendship that I've walked away from I don't feel any hate towards them like at all so over recent times and people have quite made these comments and you know you cut them off and it's like I'm the villain here because I needed to remove myself from a situation but it's not me wanting to turn people against them wanting to have this massive drama wanting them to be hated and miserable it's I don't feel like that at all like I feel nothing but love but from afar so I want the best for you but I can't be a part of it so that's how I feel I don't feel any hate or anything towards any friend that I've ever had because I'm so grateful for the friendships that I've had even if it's all turned to bloody crap um I'm still super grateful for 
every moment, every happy moment that I've had with them. Yeah, well, you appreciate I think it. that people. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. No, that's all right. You go. <laughs> <laughs> She's lost it now. now. She's lost, I've it. lost it now. <laughs> I've lost what I was going to say as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're I've, both. I've been. A, I, I appreciate every friendship, no yeah. matter what. So yeah. yeah, it's not. People make it seem like such a bad thing, and I don't understand it. Like people make it seem like you, yeah, I just, I don't get it. You can for sure go, I love the experiences and now we move on to different people, both of us. I'll now go put my energy into the people that bring out the best of me and like they will do the same with them. So we just have more time now to put the effort into other people that make us better. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really hard lesson to learn. I'm just thinking about my own experience with female friendship. So I had a really... Um, close friend growing up that I grew up with um, and I loved her like I adored her and like so much and even now thinking about it it almost makes me emotional because um, we you know from my perspective she kind of broke my heart like she just um, we, we, we got to like an age we were older and then she just kind of like cut me off. And now I think back at it and I think, okay, like she was definitely taking a different, um, like she was going in a different direction to myself. And I feel like she thought that that didn't align with who I was, which I can completely understand now. Mm-hmm. And for me from that, that was very scarring. And, um, mm-hmm. something that's been really hard for me is to actually build relationships after that, because I got so yeah. hurt and when you give your heart to somebody um, and, you know, you love a lot, then you can lose a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But from that, it has been really interesting in trying to find where I fit and the kind of people that I want to surround myself with. And I had to go through a bit of a journey of being around people that weren't serving me or also didn't accept who I was and trying to fit into this mold of who they wanted me to be. And all it does is Mm -hmm. make you feel inadequate because you're, you're pretending to be somebody that you're not right. And Mm -hmm. having to break away from that required me to really build confidence in myself and know my worth and then know the people that I want around me to be able to bring me up. And I'm, you know, now I'd probably say for me, if I was to be completely honest and vulnerable, like I'm to the point where with friendships, I'm probably a little bit too harsh, right? So if if I don't, if if somebody gives me one inch of like, I don't like what I'm seeing here or there's, mm-hmm. and look, I'm a very friendly person. I, I love people as anyone would know, like. Same, like, yeah. Yeah, very friendly. But, you know, you learn from those scars. Okay, I need to be wary of this person. I need to be really wary of this person. What I'd really like to talk about now is like, if we bring it into the health and fitness space and something I really um, notice with our with our girls is that sometimes those relationships that are toxic that aren't good for us are relationships that we actually can't cut off. So they can be mm. parents, they can be like yep. aunties, uncles, and that gets a little bit more difficult because how do you then set up these boundaries when you kind of need to have certain people in your life, right? But you know that they're really detrimental to your mental health and and for you to be able to evolve. Have you had to deal with that aspect of having people that you kind of like can't just go, see you later, I'm never going to see you again? Yes. Um, funny you even brought that up. So I had a family member, a parent, um, I don't want to say too much, but 
one of my parents, we, I found them to be super toxic and negative. This was about five years ago. I didn't speak to them for three years because I just, and I was young. So I was like 22, maybe it's longer than five years ago. Yeah, it would have been longer, maybe 10. I was around 22 and I was like, I've had enough of this. And I walked away and it was about three years of not speaking. And then I was like, I need to fix this, you know, because otherwise we're both so stubborn. I'm like, I need to fix this if I want this person in my life. And obviously a parent is a big thing to not have in your life. So I um, went to them and we spoke, but I had to apologize. But, you know, so I just, this is the way that they are. And I've accepted now that this is the way that they are. But when I'm finding the super negative, you know, side comes out, I have to pull away. Like I will still keep in touch, but I'll just pull away with how often I'm around because I can't handle it. Um, so, yeah, it is a tricky one, but I went through it at a young age and even today I'm dealing with it. And I just think even if it's family, even if it's blood, if it's bad for you, even though it's harder, you need to at least pull away. Mm, Maybe not completely, you know, yeah, not yeah. not completely have this massive blowout, but just, you know, being an adult and, you know, I'm, I'm assuming this is an adult situation that we're talking about. Yeah. Being an adult, you can pick and choose when you are around people. If you're living in the house with them, then probably a bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Even my auntie as well, my auntie I haven't spoken to in years because of the exact same thing. I think my side of the family on one of the sides is just super stubborn, super stubborn. Like you cannot have a conversation with them and then go have any self-awareness and go, yeah, okay, I was wrong. And I've really struggled with that. So that's what I'm working on to be better with other people because I am very stubborn, but I need to now go, okay, like I need to see things from other sides and I need to put in the work to not be that person because there's nothing worse than talking to someone with no self-awareness yeah nothing worse yeah self-awareness and also someone that is led by ego because the truth is is like we all make mistakes and we have to be able to forgive each other in order to be able to mend relationships but also just to be able to get along just touching on that Mm. with a family member um I think that makes things a lot harder, especially when we have expectations of, you know, we talk about parents, right? Our parents are our everything. You know, they're our role models in life. And you grow Mm -hmm. up and you start to realize how flawed your parents are. We all have flawed parents. I mean, we are are mothers, right? And I think, oh, my gosh, I wonder what something is going to be in therapy about (laughs) that I have done. Mm -hmm. And it's it's terrifying. It's yeah, so scary. I'm like, I've got so much childhood trauma. Like, what am I doing to my kids? And that's what pulls me back sometimes. I'm like, the way that I am sometimes, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing to my kids? You know, I have to be better because I see myself being like my parents sometimes. And then I I realize that I'm very self-aware. So that's a very good thing mm. for me where I pick myself up like when I'm doing certain things and I'm like, oh, that needs to stop. I need mm. to make a conscious effort to not do that. So my poor kids don't grow up with all this bloody trauma well look it's a part of life because we're flawed like it's gonna Mm -hmm. happen right but like I think the key there is being aware like you said self-aware but also being able to say sorry as parents like you're not perfect you're still gonna make mistakes Mm -hmm. and I think what's really hard when we do have family members in particular that are making decisions that are actually harming us like I remember I'm speaking with a client who breaks my heart to even think about it but a very close family member of hers was uh 
So this particular client had an eating disorder and was very unwell. And this family member would exacerbate that by saying some very harmful things. And even when this person was trying to get better and improve, um, she would make very cruel statements about the way that she looked and very horrible things. And you sit back and you think, okay, what's the motivation behind that person doing that? And the hard Mm. bit is for, for the girl that was going through that, that client of ours, this person to her is the person that should be on her side more than anyone, right? And so you feel yep. like that mm-hmm. person is your safe person. But sometimes, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we can't choose who our parents are, who our family members are. And so having to set really strong boundaries is going to be very important. But it is also a process because you need to get yep. to that place where you have to let go of the hope that that person is going to be what you want them to be because they probably won't be. Yep. And that's hard. It's almost like 100%. grieving a death of what like you thought that person was going to be and knowing mm-hmm. you're never going to get that. And that is why having different people in your life, friendship groups, you know, families not always blood, right? You're finding these people. Yep. I think about it in my life, right? So my life, I have people that I go to for business. I have I have people that I go to when I just want to have like a light-hearted conversation with. I have people that I go to that I want to talk about fitness stuff. There's people that I go yep. to that know my deepest, darkest secrets that I would never tell anyone and I trust mm-hmm. them. And I don't have that one person that can give all of that to Do me. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I 100%. think putting expectations on one person to do that is also really unfair as well. Unfair. Yeah. A hundred percent. Every single friend in your life and person in your life, yeah, holds a different meaning. The thing that I, when you said before how, you know, when you spot something like a red flag, you are immediately like, absolutely not. I'm exactly the same now. And I think it's a good thing. I will see something and I'm like, I'm not going through that anymore. I will not be friends with someone if they've broken my trust. Like my friends and my family, every single friend that I have who is in my close circle, I trust with my life and I'm like really grateful that I have these people my partner my friends my family I trust them with my life and that's where I spend the time um like the minute that I see any disloyalty I'm like you're out no I will not I will not I I'll forgive and say okay thanks for the apology but I will never be that person's friend again because that to me is just so important and I really wish and hope that every single female well every person has those friends that they can go I have their back they have mine like I trust them with my life because I'm so blessed and lucky to have really really good people around me right now like I'm the most happy I've ever been in my life right now because of the people that are in it that's so good yeah I think I don't know yeah. sure if you've heard of attachment styles so you probably have Yes. Like, yeah. I actually want to get yeah. an expert on the subject to come onto the podcast to talk about attachment styles because I think it's very interesting. A lot of it will come down to, um, you know, childhood. So your relationship with your own parents and then mm-hmm. how you form relationships as an adult. And I think it's yeah. very interesting to see how you do converse with people and how much you let someone in and how reliant you become on people and learning why that is. So for anyone that's listening that doesn't know attachment styles, there is a few different styles. So you're either anxious, you are avoidant, or you are secure. And secure being the Mm -hmm. one that we all really want, right? Anxious being the kind of person that you find when you're in relationships, maybe you feel like 
you need to keep that person happy. You're very fearful of them leaving you. And there's an anxiety mm-hmm. around that. Avoidant people mm-hmm. really struggle with connecting um, and actually really giving over and can put a wall up. And then your secure is a really nice balance. So they're able to draw away when they need to. They're able to be able to give and to love without sort of like this fear of being let down, um, which is where we all want to kind of head to. But when you learn this sort of stuff about yourself, you realize, oh, okay, this is why well, this is what I've seeked in certain relationships and maybe why I am left unhappy or maybe I've mm-hmm. seeked out the wrong people in my life um yeah it's a it's a really good thing to be aware of yes I'm actually studying that right now as we speak I'm reading up on the attachment styles and I remember a year ago I went to my coach who's my fitness coach but he's also a very good friend of mine and I was in a very bad place and I was he's like you know it's your attachment style you're very anxious you've got anxious anxious attachment and I was like what does that mean <laughs> And now I know I'm super secure. So you can That's change so it as well, but you it's can. really good. It's really good to be aware of yes. and then to know what it is and then how to kind of overcome it and make it better. Yeah. That's I, um, as you were talking, I was like, you're definitely anxious. I could tell, but yeah. it's so funny because I'm probably the worst. So I'm avoidant. So to anyone mm. listening out there that is struggling. Oh, that's the worst. It is literally the worst. And avoidant <laughs> attachment styles can come from trauma, which is, where mine has come from so for me to be able to really let my guard down and connect with people is feels sometimes impossible and that's purely just a protective Mm -hmm. mechanism that I have that I'm utilizing however I know that doesn't serve me in my life and so that's something that I'm actively Mm -hmm. working towards fixing relationships even when we talk about like health and fitness I think they're so underestimated the importance of relationships in your life having healthy relationships in your life, having a healthy community around you and the impact that that can make on your mental health, even on your fitness, like on literally everything. And as you would know, like with your own journey, just how detrimental it is when you are surrounded by people that are bringing you down and actually kind of keeping you, it's almost like they're keeping a lid on you. They don't want to see you grow. They don't want to see you change. They want to see you exactly where Mm -hmm. they are stuck there. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, for anyone listening, and I know, I know, I know, I know there are lots of girls listening that are thinking, oh, yes, I have that person in my life, or I know I need to break free from this friendship group um, or this relationship. It can also be a romantic relationship. It can be um, family, like all sorts of different Mm -hmm. relationships. I guess like from your, drawing on your own experience, for you, what steps did you take in order to maybe be able to slowly distance yourself from those people? Well, that's exactly what I did. I just slowly distanced. So there was uh, one of my friends, I saw them a lot. And then I don't want to say too much because it's going to um, be obvious, but I saw them a lot. And then I made the conscious effort, okay, I'm not going to see them anymore. So I would still keep in touch, but we weren't catching up. And it was just, yeah, a slow, and then eventually I just like ended the friendship. Um, so I definitely took the steps, maybe just uh, my what my advice would be is first, if you're feeling like this around a person, just over the next few times when you're seeing them or talking to them, um, just notice how you're feeling and take note of how you're feeling and then just slowly distance yourself. So if they ask to catch up, be like, maybe not today, just slowly make that transition and change. And find your people that make you feel good as well so that when you do make the decision to cut that off, you do have that support Mm. um, to fall into. But also what I want to 
tell people who are listening is it may be scary, but the minute that you cut off those people who are bad for you, you're opening the door to and the door and you're going to have more time to find the people that are really good for you because that's exactly what happened to me and yeah it was hard and it was sad but now I'm in a much better place and that is what will happen with everyone else as well I couldn't agree more listen 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 Mm. what you feel you deserve you will attract and that's what you want to think Mm -hmm. about if you know you're a better person, if you know that you want relationships where people are going to really be able to lift you up, if you don't believe that about yourself, you are going to attract people into your life that keep you small, mm-hmm. keep you really yes. feeling the way that you feel currently. But if you believe yes. in yourself, you believe that you're worth more, then you will attract people that want to see you grow, want to see you evolve, want to see you be the best person you can possibly be. And you deserve yes. that. Like you so deserve mm-hmm. that. You just need to believe it. I love that. So, so yeah, good. 100%. But, and, 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 and you need, and you, no, sorry. There is <laughs> sorry, a lag, no. there is a lag between us. So you feel like I'm cutting you off and then vice versa. So my apologies. <laughs> go Chrissy, go Chrissy. <laughs> no, now I'm going to, that's all right. I'll go. I was going to say, for anyone out there that's like, oh my gosh, I don't know, even know where to start. Like you need to just start something new, like start a new hobby go to another gym. Like there are mm-hmm. so many different Facebook groups where you can meet new girls as well that are looking. Loneliness is a really big problem, right? There are people out there that yeah. are desperate to have a friend and and just open up your mind and your heart to people that maybe you wouldn't really think you'd be drawn to initially and go into it unjudgmental, wanting to learn about other people. And you'll be so surprised about the, the community mm-hmm. that you can build, the friendships that you can build that you thought you never actually could. Yeah. And then also just make sure you're that person as well that you want to be. So make sure if you want the loyalty and the trust and the respect and the fun, you know, the laughter, make sure you're that person as well to other people. And everything's a mirror. Like life is a mirror. And I so believe that, that who you are, those are the people that will come to you. Um, if you're nasty and negative and gossiping and bitching all the time, those are the people that you're going to be around and those are the people that you're going to vibe with. If you are kind and non-judgmental and you're open and honest and loyal, that's exactly what you're going to get back. So you just need to work on yourself as well and be that person to other people that you want to people to be to you. Love it. What a way to end the podcast. That's so good. Chrissy, where can we find you? On Instagram, Coach by Chrissy, um, or my personal Instagram, which I use more, is Chrissy Stoutley. Beautiful. All right, awesome. Thank and you. I won't even give my tick. I won't give my TikTok because it's an absolute disgrace. So don't go there. <laughs> oh, look, don't worry about it. All, all my pride has gone out the window. So you know, yeah, that's what you do when you get on like social media, having to do like these little dances. Look, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. You're you good do a at great it. job. No, I don't know if I'm good at it. I look. I just like I said, I don't have any pride. all right thanks so much Chrissy we'll speak soon before I jump off this podcast episode guys I'm going to answer a listener question this one is from Hayley Hayley's Instagram handle HB oh H Borison 31 I reckon I pronounced that correct I hope so anyway the question is is there the best diet out there is it real what are your thoughts on veganism all right so there's two questions here I'm going to break it down I'm going to answer the first one is there the best diet out there so the funny thing with nutrition is there are fundamentals that really across the board will 
real cater to everybody, right? So irrelevant to most people. We all need certain amounts of food. We need certain macronutrients. We need micronutrients in order to be healthy, right? We know that. However, with nutrition, it's so dependent on the person. So for example, we know that keto has proven to be really beneficial with people with epilepsy, right? So now for someone that's say trying to get their period back, probably not a great idea. So context is always everything. And we need to like figure out what we feel best on. For example, me, some people will say plant-based and I'm going to just touch on this veganism here because I actually was vegan for uh, close to four years, I believe. And I was vegan because, (laughs) being honest with you now, I Back then, I thought it was the healthiest way to eat. And I thought like I was eating whole nutrient dense foods, which is really great. Like plant foods are good for us. They've got so many micronutrients in them. But a lot of it was just masking the fact that I was able to cut out a whole bunch of foods. And I felt safe eating vegetables because they were low calories, to be completely honest with you. If I was to be honest, back then, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said, oh, you know, I just believe like it's I feel really good on it and it's really healthy. But when it came down to it, it was disordered eating, right? Now, that's not for anyone or everyone that is vegan. Absolutely. We have girls that we work with that are vegan. They have a strong moral belief as to why they don't want to be eating animal products. And I can completely support that. And this is where context is everything, right? I felt terrible eating plant-based. Terrible. I was bloated. My digestion was like horrendous. As soon as I started to implement more animal products, felt great. Was able to build muscle, had more energy. I actually lost weight unintentionally through adding in dairy and adding in meat products. Then when I was vegan, I never felt satisfied when I was vegan. I had no idea about macronutrients and getting enough protein. I would have been severely under eating protein, right? So this is where there is there is no best diet. It really comes down to the person. But what you want to make sure you're doing is having the basics in order. So making sure you're getting enough protein, making sure you're getting enough fats, making sure you're getting enough carbohydrates, and then including nutrient-dense foods. So we like to stick by the 80-20 rule. 80% of your diet should be inclusive of those good foods, right? And the 20% are the fun foods, the foods that we really enjoy that are more, you know, quote unquote processed, right? So when we think about nourishing ourselves, we always want to make decisions around our nutrition that are respectful for our body. So what makes us feel best? What makes us perform best? What helps us study or work really well? What do we feel good eating? And you want to make those decisions with your nutrition, with those questions in mind. And that's going to differ from person to person. You are not a better person if you don't eat processed foods. You're not a better person if you never eat chocolate. You're not a bad person if you eat dairy. It's all garbage. But there is a lot of marketing out there and there are a lot of scare tactics as well where you feel like foods are actually going to be damaging to you. And let me tell you right now, If you go into having a diet and making decisions around nutrition with that in mind, you're going to be a very anxious person and your mental health and your mindset is probably going to be more damaging to your health than what you're actually eating. So this always comes down to context, what your goal is, the kind of person that you are, um, what you're needing to do. Like, what does your day look like? Are you very active? Are you not so active? All of these things play a role into really what you should be eating. And And I guess that's the beauty of coaching. And what we do is we tailor that to each individual client. There is not a blueprint that fits every single person. Things need to be with your nutrition in particular. We need to look at digestion. We need to look at hormonal health. We need to look at what you feel good on and then create a plan around that. That's a really great question.
All right, guys, that is it from me. Until next week, big love, Coach Tash.